the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The fire of your coming, the glory of your presence, we shake the earth and every heart will know. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Shalom, and welcome to the Heart of Messiah radio broadcast. My name is Steve Weiler, and I'm the lead rabbi of Sharesh David Messianic Synagogues. Currently, we are serving in Wesley Chapel in Tampa and Brandon in our newest location in St. Pete, along with Conexion, our Spanish-speaking congregation. We're honored to serve the listening audience of Tampa Bay's Faith Talk, AM 570 and 910 WTBN. Let's pray together. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We declare, Lord, that you are King of our lives. Our hearts are for you. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. And, Lord, we want to follow you and obey you. And so, Lord, let this time that we're on the air be about obeying your principles and to be focused on you so that you can transform us and we can be a light in our city, in our congregation, in our country, and that this, this country will be changed because of people who are going to positively go forward with the message that Yeshua is our Messiah. So we bless you and thank you and praise you. In the name of Yeshua, amen. Well, it's good to be back. And uh, as I have mentioned the past few weeks, uh, as we're preparing for Uh, The season of Christmas and New Year's, and we're in it. And uh, if you are liking the teaching, finding it edifying on this program, we'd love for you to consider a special gift or even uh, decide to support us monthly. If you'd like to do either of those, call our office, speak to Karen at 813-831-5673. Or email me at Rabbi at Heart of Messiah, or uh, just press the donate button on the uh, heartofmessiah.org website. Listen, I'd love to continue with this discussion as I've told you last week what I'm wrestling with. Uh, I pray that you will want to wrestle because I believe wrestling, as we saw when Jacob, in a sense, wrestled God, he was wrestling for his blessings, and I am wrestling for truth and refinement and maturity in the Lord, and uh, I think these are good things, and it's important so that we don't enter a slippery slope going downward. 
Um, look, the subject that we started to talk about uh, was uh, engulfed with these questions, uh, because we're talking really about assimilation, whether it's good or bad. And so it, as we assimilate into our culture, are we going against God? Are all things that seem good to us God things? Uh, third question, when we put God into a secular circumstance, does that make the circumstance godly? And fourth, are you and I part of a cultural slippery slope away from God? So I'm going to ask again for grace because I believe this is difficult to talk about. Last week we talked about Christmas and Hanukkah, and uh, I hope you saw it in a different light. I'm not certainly against it. In fact, I mentioned strengths that come from celebrating these holidays a strength of identity. It reminds us to be dedicated to God and to be a light to the world and a servant. And and so we share the Lord through these holidays. And, and it's a tradition, and it's who we are. However, as wonderful as they are, to celebrate how much of secular and American culture has snuck into these celebrations, and worse snuck into us (laughs) has this caused us to be part of the erosion of a living faith in our country and if so how do we retrieve our faith that is seen by others as hypocritical we don't want to appear hypocritical to the very people we're trying to share with We talked about how in the United States uh, we have a population and a culture that has embraced a separation of Judeo-Christian faith from the public square. We've embraced abortion. We've changed the definition of marriage. We've changed the normality uh, that regards to men and women's identity. We've made truth relative, meaning that it's based on feeling and experience and culture rather than based on the Bible. And political correctness is becoming the rule of law. So these are things we talked about last week, including the fact that as we see our values erode uh, from being a believing culture, uh, we can blame it on certain things. We can blame it on women's rights movement. We can blame it on prayer being taken out of the schools in 62 and 63 or in 1973 when we legalized abortion and in 2015, as I mentioned, changing the definition of marriage. Um, I think of one of the things when in in the late 60s when I taught school and and we changed the dress cro- code and allowed uh, jeans for our high school students, I saw an immediate change of value and behavior. And it's gotten worse ever since as to what our kids wear in schools. Have freedoms become more important than our God and his word? That was the question I asked last week. Has equality become more important than our God and his word? And what have we done to contribute to the slide? Or even worse, has our doing nothing contributed to the slide away from God. So uh, let's take a look. We looked at certain areas of compromise, TVs, movies, video games, and, and lots of other things. 
Um, we looked at First Peter 2.16, and that's kind of how we ended the show last week. Live as free people, but not using your freedom as a cover-up for evil. Rather, live as God's slaves. And one of the things I said last week is the definition of free people is to be slaves of God. In verse 17, it says, Honor all people, love the brotherhood, fear God, honor the king. Slaves, with all respect, submit yourselves to your masters, not only to those who are good and gentle, but also to those who are harsh. For this finds favor. If the sake of conscience toward God, someone endures grief from suffering undeservably, For what credit is there if when you sin and get a beating, you endure? But if you endure when you're good and you suffer for it, this finds favor with God. This truly makes us a slave. In a sense, Yeshua was a slave uh, of of the Father and even of man as, as even though he was good, he suffered for us. And this is a key thing. So let's look this week and, and continue this train of thought. You know, when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden, did they desire to sin? Of course not. They were deceived. They were tricked by something that seemed good. Don't you know that when you are deceived, it's always by something that seems good? Look, we don't get out of the bed in the morning and say, oh, I can't wait to do bad today. No, that's the deception. We want to do good, but we've been deceived. We've seen something that looks good, but isn't God. It isn't godly good. It is common sense good. And so this starts us, deception is what starts us on a journey down a slippery slope. And oftentimes the slope is so minor that we don't even recognize we're going down. Have you ever noticed that? If you're looking at, at, at the ground and you see how, 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 how it takes so long to get down to a lower level because the slope is so uh, little. And that's how it is with sin. That's how it is with not doing the right thing. We don't notice it. In John seventeen fourteen, I, I love the scripture. It says, I have given them your word. Now, who's speaking? This is Yeshua speaking to the Father. This is his prayer. And in the middle of the prayer, he's saying to God, the Father, I have given them, the disciples, your word. And the world hated them because they are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. I am not asking that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. This should be our prayer. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Make them holy in the truth. Your word is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. So what we're seeing is we are not to hibernate. We are to be actively engaged in the world, but stay holy to God's truth, the scriptures. 
This is not as easy as it sounds. You have to make decisions daily to be in the truth and to stay holy. And how do we do that? Well, uh, when we make a decision, we certainly use our common sense. We use today's culture. We use, if we have a spouse, maybe agreement with the spouse. But we have to make sure that whatever we're thinking, our decisions, it's not against God's word. In fact, that it is for God's word. Let me give, share another scripture with you. First John 2.15, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Ooh, that's harsh, isn't it? <laughs> For everything in the world, the desire of the flesh, the desire of the eyes, and the boasting of life is not from the Father, but from the world. That's verse 16. Verse 17, the world is passing away along with its desire, but the one who does the will of God abides forever. Does this sound like an alarm in your heart? Is your heart pumping you saying, oh, is he talking about me? (laughs) Is it time we take a strong look into what we do, our traditions, our habits, and ask ourselves if we are God-centered or Yeshua-centric, right? That's a great question to ask yourself. Today, was I God-centered I'm going through this day. Am I focused on God? Am I focused on Yeshua, the Word made flesh? James 4, 4. You adulteresses, don't you know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that in vain the scripture says he yearns jealously over the spirit which he made to dwell in us? But he gives greater grace. Therefore, it says God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Therefore, submit, because we're back to now being a servant, being a slave. We are to be humble. And then in verse 7, it says, therefore, submit to God, but resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Draw near to God. He will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. See, this ramps up the difficult question. God's asking, are you a friend of the world or are you a friend of God? You need to make a choice. Colossians 2, verse 8. See that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception, according to the tradition of men and the basic principles of the world rather than Messiah. Now, look, look at this. Look at what this is saying, that empty deception is when we go with the traditions of men and the basic principles of the world. Now, that would actually be common sense to many of us. But God is saying, no, that's instead of going with the word of Messiah, the heart of Messiah. That's what we have to do. Because other than that, it's, it, we're being taken captive through philosophy and empty deception, and we're on our slippery slope. Be careful. So how do you stop deception 
or being deceived. We'll talk about that in a moment. And then in verse 9, it says, For all the fullness of deity lives bodily in him, meaning Yeshua. And in him you have been filled to fullness. He is the head over every ruler and authority. Yeshua is our authority. Can you say with a clear conscience? Can you say that, that Yeshua is your authority? Say it, yeah. Yeshua is my authority. God's word is my authority. So when somebody challenges you, you need to speak about Yeshua and his word, not your feelings and opinions. Matthew six twenty four says, No one can serve two masters, for either he'll hate one and love the other, or he'll stick by one and look down on the other. You cannot serve God and money. So that's an example, but not the only one. Second Timothy four one says, I solemnly charge you in the presence of God and Messiah Yeshua, who is about to judge the living and the dead as his appearing and his kingdom. Proclaim the word. Be ready when it is convenient or inconvenient. Confront, rebuke, encourage with complete patience and instruction. For, now this is about believers, guys. For the time will come when they will not put up with sound instruction, but they will pile up for themselves teachers in keeping with their own desires in order to have their ears tickled. And they will turn away from hearing the truth and wander off to myths. Is this you? Have you wanted your ears tickled? Are you one of the believers who has been deceived? Are you working out your salvation with fear and trembling? Or are you uh, just too prideful? Have we been given into the culture and our journey is part of a slippery slope? Or are we affecting the culture by sharing our faith? For the little things and the big things that we take for granted, are we doing God's works or are we just doing good works as seen by our culture? So you ask yourself, wrestle with this. Is it wrong to have our kids watching cartoons, celebrate Halloween, enjoy the idea of Santa Claus or Christmas trees? I'm not here giving answers to those questions or even judging this. But I believe if you haven't wrestled with these types of questions, you probably have been deceived by our culture, which has been authored by Satan. So here are a few Ways, suggestions that you can make sure you're not deceived. Number one is obvious. Uh, follow God and his word. Okay, so we'll skip over that one because that's so obvious that you know that one. But here's number two, and I believe even though it's obvious, it's not done. And that is practice humility. Pride prevents a man and a woman from admitting when they are wrong and they want to accept the truth. We all know this. Pride makes you believe that you can't be wrong about certain things in life. God, look, you're, you're going to say God doesn't make a mistake. And, and this is the essence of pride because you're saying a God-like thinking is, is I'm thinking that way. And so it's, it's pride in oneself. Therefore, pride keeps a person in deception. Because we think it's all from God. And our pride is based on a great thing, but it's still pride. 
We have to understand that we have to be teachable. We have to be open. We have to... Look, a third thing that I would say that will keep us from being deceived is if we have the fruits of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And then in verse 24, it says, well, and then it says, against such things there is no law. But in verse 24, it says, now those who belong to Messiah have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we don't exhibit these qualities of the fruits of the Spirit and a crucified flesh, there is already deception going on in us. You just don't recognize it. I'm sorry to say that, but that's the way I believe it is. Consider it. Number four, Uh, to a suggestion of how not to be deceived, be under authority. Romans 13, 1 says, Let every person submit himself to governing authorities, for there is no authority except from God, and those that exist are put in place by God. So whoever opposes the authority has resisted God's direction, and those who have resisted will bring judgment on themselves. Now, at the same time, we have uh, the scripture that sort of tells us the opposite, which is Acts 5.29. Peter says to the emissaries, replied, we must obey God rather than men. Now, so what do we do? Well, what we do is we walk the tightrope. That's what we do. That means we we follow God and we follow the authority of man, and we do both, and that's what keeps us okay. That's what keeps us from deception. Finally, number five, we need to create a safe zone for people to speak into our lives. So many people have walls that you feel you can't say anything to them. You can't correct them. You can't do anything. So what do you do to create a safe zone? You want people who talk to you to feel secure and accepted and relaxed and comfortable and not judged, that they should have the freedom to express their thoughts and that they feel respected by you and trusted and understood and valued and honored. So let me ask you, do you make it safe for other people to correct you, to speak into your life? Do you feel that people are correcting you and and have that ability? If they're not, it's because there's no safe place for them. They want to correct you, believe me. But if you don't make it safe, they won't. I believe a key to our country and ourselves is that we will take the time to look at ourselves, judge ourselves by God's standards, and put ourselves in a place where we will be less likely to be deceived. I think deception is a key problem in the body of believers. Think about it. Well, this is the end of our show. We don't have any time left. I I pray that this week will be God-centered for you as you make your decisions from the smallest decisions to the largest. Listen, I'm not trying to teach you doctrine or make you feel guilty or change your opinions about stuff. I'm asking you to consider a question. How can we change this country back to serving God? And I believe it starts with you and me seeking to answer questions in our own life about our assimilation into the culture versus 
being assimilated into the culture of God. Are you blessed by the teaching? Please give us um, a wonderful gift at the end of this year. Uh, Call our office, 813-831-5673, or email me at rabbi at heartofmessiah.org. I really appreciate all of you who are, are listening. I pray that you're blessed. We're truly a radio family, and I pray may God richly bless you and your family, especially during this season, and may you grow in your desire to have a heart like the heart of Messiah. Let's pray. Abba, Father, teach us your ways so that our hearts would be hearts of flesh and not of stone. May our words and actions always reflect the heart of Messiah so that everyone who meets us will know that Yeshua is our Messiah and King. You are Messiah, Yeshua HaMashiach, Lion of Judah, the God of Israel. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.